What's going? Hey, give me my picture at least. What's going on? Give me my banner. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here. We made it to Friday for another YouTube live stream. These are very much needed messages before you go out to the rest of the world in the weekend and you get blue pilled, all right, or you get simped out. Okay, what a world we're living in today. Shout out to the new world. Wait, there we go. Shout out to everything going up. Gas prices going up. All right. Childbirth rate not going up. All right. What a crazy world we're living in right now. And I see the brothers we're talking about. They want us to, you know, it's by design. They want you to get a gas, uh, an electric vehicle. You know, the goody two shoes and the do-gooders of the world. This is better for the environment. All right. Ten years, ten years from now, we're going to find out it's not better for the environment. I'm sure when everybody has to replace their first electric car battery. All right. Let me give everybody a question. Where are we going to put these things? I don't know. <laughs> these things aren't safe for the environment. All of a sudden, you got to drive around your electric car. All right. Shout out to the electric car drivers out here. Anybody got an electric car? All right. Anybody? Uh, California, you might have to have one. You know, they're gotta, they got to they gotta do what you do. Somebody says we recycle them. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what they're telling you now. All right. Here we go. Mm. We re we're going to recycle them. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's what they're saying now. You're going to look in the ocean. Damn. <laughs> they're down there at the bottom of the ocean. All right. Here we go. Or they cut. Or outright, you're not going to be able to afford one. You're not going to be able to afford a new battery. <laughs> um, it, you're not going to be able to afford one. And I'm going to just tell you right now, the electric car batteries, the extra one is going to cost you five to seven, eight grand. Okay. Now, just put, let's put that in perspective. We Let's take the average ham and egger. All right. And the knuckle dragger, the, actu the actual <laughs> non-playable character. What's going to happen, like just say right now, today, today, somebody had a car repair bill for $8,000. Let me tell you what's about to happen. That's what's about to happen. Like say, say right now, and you anticipate this cost, you know it's coming up. You know your transmission's going to go out. What's going to happen when you come up to that point, because it's going to come up earlier than you anticipate. The battery finance companies. <laughs> That's true, though. There's going to be a battery finance company. Oh, well, I know you can't afford your battery, but now you got to finance. So what's the difference between gas? I mean, I'm telling you, you just, humanity paints themselves into a circle, you know, into a corner. Sometimes you're pretty much going to get the same thing. You know, you're paying the same amount of money. The environment is going to get the same. It's still going to hurt the environment, I'm sure. Uh, it's not bulletproof. It's not, you know, it is what it is. I know people right now, like, this is not true. All right, it's guys, I know humanity. All the humanity. At some particular point, somebody told us that you can get on an unsinkable ship. Let me tell you how that turned out. Yeah. <laughs> I know humanity. You once told us we can get in a hydrogen-filled balloon at one point and said it was a good idea. Let me tell you how that turned out. I don't trust humans. I don't trust you. <laughs> All right, let's get into the show. Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to be Fred Flintstone at some particular point. 
You know, we're going to turn it to Fred Flintstone at some point. All right, for sure. Uh, oh, the humanity is right. Where's the, where's the, uh, I always reference the, uh, the Hindenburg. We have to play a video of the Hindenburg since I always do it. People are like, what kind of, what kind of show is this? Can we get to the topic? You don't know what we do over here. This is an educational show. Hindenburg. We got to do the Hindenburg video because I've always loved the Hindenburg video. I wonder if they have the, um, I wonder if they have the, uh, the audio on it. All right. So let me see if they have the original commentator. I would love it if they had the original commentator on the, oh, the humanity. All right. Let's see. Let's check in on the Hindenburg. All right. So this, oh, what happened? Where's the video? All right. I got to turn this down for fair use purposes. All right, so this is what I always reference for you Generation Z people who think humanity started somewhere around 2006. All right, so what, this is humanity. This is us as human beings. What, so they built this blimp. They built this blimp, and they said, you know what? We'll, you know what we'll do? It, it, it's we'll fill it up with, we'll fill it up with hydrogen, and we'll put passengers on it. Nah, what could go wrong? <laughs> I mean, so this is what I want to tell you. We, we, we always, we always have, yeah, I get you with the long stroke. All right. Uh, we always have, uh, have done things as hum human beings that we thought were very smart at the time. And then all of a sudden looking back on it, it was a dumb ass decision. Let's get down to what's going on here. So, um, here it is. They, somebody said the U.S. banned high, uh, helium for some reason. Uh, yeah, there's there's your where Led Zeppelin comes from. They said, you know what? Let's put hydrogen. You know, one spark is gonna bring the whole thing down. But nobody thought, hey, put put some put some oh the U.S. banned helium to Germany. Let's put some hydrogen in the whole damn balloon. Uh, should you strike a match? <laughs> I'm saying that this for the wait. I'm saying this for the monologue. I'm wrong. All right. All right. Here we go. Humanity. All the humanity. Look at this. Hey, look. Get in this hydrogen-filled balloon. It'll be 100% safe. What could go wrong? This is a good decision. <laughs> Goodness. Shout out to Brian Horse. Brian H. We're going to call you on the cash app. What did you say? I'm just giving you guys a little. Where, where's, the, where's the calamity? Oh, here it is right here. All the humanity. Look at this. Oh, of course, they got the Nazi symbols on it. Oh, I can't say that on YouTube. The N-I-Z-I. Look at that beautiful thing there. Oh, what could go wrong? Hey, let's bring it on down here. Let's land it right about here. Uh-huh. We're going to put down the... Uh-oh. Ay-ay-ay. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is what the human... <laughs> Look at that. All oh, the humanity. Let's see. Oh, they got it. They got it. The, they got the old oh, humanity guy. Rain the rain had uh, cracked up a little bit. They passed motors with the ship for just holding it uh, just enough to keep it. The first under flag. Get this started. Get this started. Get the flag. Uh -oh. It's right. It's right. It's terrible. Get out of the way, please. It's running, bursting into planes, and, and it's falling on the morning fast, and all the folks between the this is terrible. This is the work of the worst catastrophes in the world. Oh, it's, it's, it's like 20, oh, four or 500 feet into the sky, and it, 
It's a terrific crash, ladies and gentlemen. The smoke and the flames now, and the famous crashing to the ground. Not quite to the morning mass. All the humanity and all the All the humanity. Oh. I told you, I can't even talk to people. Yeah, they gone, bro. They gone. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, man. All the humanity. For sure. All right. We can't blame Biden for this. Y'all got to stop with blaming Biden for everything. All right. <laughs> Let's get to the super chats. I know I didn't plan to have that, but we are <laughs> we are going to roll already. We're off to a great start. Raul says, Coach, I don't want to plug anyone else's podcast, but you got to listen to DT and Nelk Pod talking about the big G. All right. Is that me? Or who are they talking about? Or God? I don't know who they're talking about. Shout out to the Delk. DT and Nelk. All right. I'll try to post it up. Not, not now. I'll try to look at it here. I'm going to post it up as a reminder for myself. All right. Um, I see, uh, I see him. I pulled him up. I think. Yes, indeed. Thank you, sir. Uh, Leo K says, uh, good morning, coach. Just a little something for the Jasmine rice fund. Shout out to everybody who will be using the Jasmine rice fund out here for, for some fun. All right, shout out to Leo K. I got you. Warhammer says, love is pain, and pain many don't understand. Uh, they don't understand. No, they don't understand it. Pain. They don't want to go through pain. Uh, I heard once heard a fabulous quote about people. You know, we were talking about happiness this week, so it is a theme, and I'll remind you. It says happiness is basically people uh, repressing the other necessary emotions. You're trying to push happiness to the forefront. And um, you're basically repressing of the other emotions and not letting them live all the way through. So you got to make sure that you, you know, you got to experience some of these other things. Um, and, uh, you know, you got to try to not avoid all of them, but smartly. Shout out to Synopsis Jones. Shout out to the coach gang. Free agent Fridays. Fair use, fair use. He says, this is the best coach in the business. Thank you, man. He said, thanks to this man. I got money. I got money. Bring Trump back and said no to Biden. Don't he says no, don't do Biden. Hit them with hit the like button. There weren't a lot of parentheses in there. So I appreciate it though. Um, no, don't do Biden. Um, you guys, man, I'm, I'm we're not gonna get into that. Doug Williams is in the building. Is that the quarterback? When I was growing up, the first black quarterback Super Bowl winner. All right. Shout out to Doug Williams. That's not you, though. I appreciate you. Ricky Webster, I love my coach and also my coach gang, French Toast. Props, dude. We're back in here, Ricky. Saul's Media, last night I posted a junior college girl with me at the shooting range. Suddenly, all the girls my age wanted to know if she was my sister. Oh, boy. Is that your little sister? Nope. No, no, no. <laughs> that is not my sister. That is somebody in the Jasmine Rice Fund. Shout out to Simon Small. Shout out to the Coach Gang. A little change for the Ling Ling Fund. Oh, we know what's going on. This is the future investment in my nurse. The nurse that is going to take me out and steal all my money. All right, probably. But I will cop a couple of feels by that particular time in my olden age. Shout out to Nate Bit. Flex Fuel is saving my butt right now. And yes, sir, I have a flex fuel vehicle myself in which I can use uh, uh, the ethanol, the 85 octane to fill up my truck. Boy, it's still at $3.99. And I'm watching all these other fuels rise up 
So I'm driving my truck around, and if ethanol goes up or the ethanol 85 octane goes up, guess what? I'm going to be on a bike. Just kidding. Just kidding. Mm. Uh, but I feel you, brothers. All right. A and, a and shout out to everybody with the Teslas or the, uh, what, what do you call it? The um, electric vehicles. Or or uh, they, I think they have hydrogen vehicles now, right? ANA Radio, we are watching the decline of the American empire, sadly so. If you're paying attention to history, the Dutch and the British, um, he says the Dutch and the British empires went through the exact same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, the British got bankrupted. That's basically what happened to them. They lost, they lost in the war, one of the war of the Rothschilds, and they were never been the same. I mean, the British basically ran ship. You know, they ran ship. I guess they would be the last great empire. Of all the fallen empires, the British Empire was probably the last, right? Other than the American Empire. And um, if you don't think it's possible, I mean, uh, the the Great Britain ran everything. I mean, with the Navy, that's all they had. They would just sink your ass with boats. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they controlled two-thirds of the entire world. Two-thirds. Two-thirds of the land. You know, this is mostly water. 936,000 square uh, million, 936 million square feet. Um, the British had two-thirds of the land, brothers. And they kicked ass. And look at them now. Somebody says they still have two-thirds. Well, you, losing America was a little bit of a, but that, I mean, they still have much of Canada. Uh, British Columbia, you know, these things that people don't, British Columbia, um, a lot of the, um, the, um, what do you call them? A lot of the Polynesian islands, New Zealand, now still uh, Australia, uh, those were all taken over by the British. Uh, much of Africa was taken over by the British for a while, but a lot of Europeans came in and out of there. Uh, mo much of North America was, and, um, you know, as you talked about the entire United States, uh, what what else uh, did they 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 owned? Oh, oh, Hong Kong. Uh, at one particular point, India, India, yeah, man, yeah, uh, the Caymans, a lot of the yeah, a lot of the islands off the Caribbean, bruh, the Caribbean, yo, I'm telling you, the 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 great Great Britain was running ship. Yeah, Canada is British colonies, uh, except for right. Um, is Montreal or Quebec still? That would be French, right? So, yeah, man. The Philippines, I'm telling you, man, people don't realize how big a deal the Great Britain was. All right. But now they're they're no more. They're they don't, they're not that big of a power anymore or a threat. Now that people got airplanes, all right. I mean, you can bring your ship out there, but I could just fly over you. Anyway, somebody said Afghanistan, Pakistan. So, yeah, Great Britain is still the deal right now. This is why the queen is still means something. I mean, when I went to Vancouver, I went to Vancouver. I literally looked on my, my money. And I had to Google, who's the queen? Who's the queen of Canada? Look it up. I was like, damn, right? Would be the queen of England herself. I mean, the queen of uh, British Columbia, I believe it was. Then Google the queen of Australia. The queen herself, all right? So they be out here getting it. So America is this last big empire that uh, of these other nations, Russia, China, they want to get rid of the America and their help. Americans are helping. Americans are helping. 
just to let you know, what we have is this subversion from within, this whole idea, this entitlement, this laziness, the 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 trying to trying to compete with each other and disenfranchise each other. We're literally helping the other nations come in and take us over. I'm just letting you know as an American, as a real American, this is it. And this is the last democracy that you'll see for thousands of thousands of years if this one goes down. Uh, all right. And so this is our shooting ourselves in the foot, imploding. Yes. All right. This self-destructing, you know, these are all things that you could uh, just basically uh, de determine what's happening in America. We're self-destructing. And then other people are just watching us self-destruct. So anyway, enough about that. All right. YouTube trash talker. Hey, ANA Radio, I blame you for bringing this up. Fernando says, uh, uh, Fernando says America is a fake democracy. It is, but it it's the closest you're going to ever get to one being here for another thousands of years. All right. So even though it is somewhat a, a you know, it, 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 it was intended to be a democracy. However, however, it's been long, it's been long pre predicted or it's been long already been taking place to steps. They don't want the power to the people. They don't want the people to have that much power. And it wasn't long after the framers of the Constitution figured out the people that came after them who started to what? Tie into banks. Once they tied into the banks, it was over, brothers. It was, hey, look. And it was sold, all right? So, you know, it is what it is. But we still have somewhat of some freedom in our country. I think you're a little bit, people are a little bit entitled as to how much freedom they actually have. Just wait. Yeah, it was meant to be a republic. I got it. I got it. It's a republic. Yes, I get it. I get it. However, people will frame it as a democracy. People will always use democracy, but it is a republic. But nonetheless, the freedoms you have, you guys take for granted. And what's going to happen is you're going to, we're literally voting for less freedom every day. Why are we talking about this? This is not what we intended to talk about, but we vote for less freedom on a daily basis. You literally restrict your freedoms. Say, guys, I mean, you're basically screwing the pooch. So I don't know what you're doing. Uh, even though it's not a fake, if it's a so-called fake democracy, this is the last one they'll be for thousands of years on this planet. It'll be always going to be um, tyranny, uh, empires, emperors, um, you name it. Anyway. Just to let you guys know how much you screw in this country up. All right, so YouTube Trash Talker says, I'm in New York City and I have a 04 Escalade with the 6.0. She only likes premium. Give me the buzzer, coach. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to give you the buzzer on that one. Yeah, that's, yeah, you, you're done for, bro. An 04 Escalade, that's just guzzling gas. <laughs> right, guzzling gas. Last one, Rusted Junk, coach, they dump electric car batteries in a wasteland and wear hazmat suits. Lithium is toxic. Recycle my... Ours exactly. I tell you, man, we recycle them, man. Please, all right. But he says lithium is toxic. The electric car simps remind me of the marriage simps. He says cut from the same tree. Yeah, they they don't realize it, and they're not going to realize it till it's too late. We're all going to convert, and then they're going to be like, "Well, wait, they were actually putting these batteries over here." All right. So anyway, it's it's kind of you know, but it's humanity. I get it. We always want to be the do-gooders. We always feel like we're going to do good. But ultimately, you do bad. You you make a bad choice. It's humanity. Okay, United Kingdom is standing up against the coach. They said the UK is still a world power. Yeah. 
Yeah, they are. I'm, I'm not saying they're a third world nation or anything, but they were the power. They were it. And every now and then, France will act up and they will get smacked up. All right. There was nobody else in their way. The United States is in their way now. All right. The United States, is, if, 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 let's just say if Great Britain was like, man, screw this, we taking over, they would have to face the United States. And then, it, you know, what would happen there. All right. So, anyway, <laughs> if timestamp gang skip to the 25 minute mark. All right. So, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right. So, check this out. I want you to know how real this is, according to this title, Dream Killers. And it's a thing. This isn't just something that I'm talking about women about, right? I'm trying to educate men. And so in this education, sometimes you don't realize that even though your partner may love you, your woman would love you, right? Um, What's going to happen is even though she's loving you, she is sabotaging you. She's sabotaging your success. And the reason why she's doing that is many. Is your partner sabotaging your success? Well, let me give you this article. I've always told you uh, about this one. Award-winning musician sues ex-girlfriend after after, uh, she sabotaged prestigious scholarship. There's the boyfriend here, and there's the girlfriend here. You guys are all familiar with this story. He was a a, a prodigy, essentially, with the clarinet. And um, she basically found a way for him in, in, in order to not take a USC scholarship to apprentice under one of the um, well-known clarinetists, she actually sabotaged and created an email profile that basically took his scholarship away right there, all right? And then she did this. He he was going to go on to bigger and better things, and uh, she didn't want him to leave, and she sabotaged it. He actually recovered and sued her for, what, $350,000, But um, these are the type of things that people will do in the name of love, and they will give it a pass. Oh, well, she really just loved him. She didn't want him to leave. Well, she sabotaged his future. That should be criminal. And so here it is. Is your partner sabotaging yourself, uh, your your success? And I'm going to say most times, yes. And I'm going to give you plenty of examples. While you want to think that your partner always has your best interest at heart, and is your biggest supporter. This is what they sell to you. I'll be your biggest supporter. I'll 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 help you become a millionaire. Most of the time they're going to sabotage you, but they don't know that yet. It says unfortunately this isn't always the case. Insecurities can lead to an unhealthy relationship dynamic where your partner tries to sabotage your success. They might try to hinder your progress towards reaching your goals, discourage you from working hard to get a big promotion at work or keep you from embarking on a new fitness program to lose weight. Now, again, I will say men and women can do this equal to themselves, but we speak from the perspective of men. So we're talking about wives and girlfriends over here. If you want me to talk about how men do this to women, this is not my channel. All right. You do it on your own channel where two people are going to watch the video. All right. It says rightfully uh, you want your partner to stand by your side, cheer you on and congratulate you when you thrive. Unfortunately, our world today Uh, Partners are competitive, all right? Instead of sabotaging you through direct sabotage, they sabotage you by being a competitor, all right? While you're trying to work hard, they're trying to work hard with you, and they're trying to be like, hey, I can do it too. So I could focus on my career. It says, so what do you do when your partner's doing the opposite, constantly trying to dull your shine? You don't deserve that. Here are some telltale signs that your partner doesn't have your best interest at heart. And here are some signs right here. Some signs catching says you should be on the lookout for manipulation. Oh, Mm. 
<laughs> well, there you go right there. Manipulation, you say? Well, uh, you know, manipulation is a woman's best friend. All right. This is how they are able to thrive and survive. As I told you, if they didn't have manipulation, Sabretooth Tiger would have been torn up their ass a long time ago. All right. And so they've been had to learn how to manipulate, how to get you out there to hunt, how to get you out there to build, how to get you out there to go make the money and uh, how to get you to go out there and sign a marital contract. It's through manipulation. All right. And it says pinpointing insecurities and or weaknesses. OK, you can't do that. Uh, it ain't going to work. You ain't smart enough. You, your little job ain't going to do this. Right. You don't need that diminishing your success or success is. All right. I was able to do that, too, when I was out here having a job, but I gave up my job to be with you and my career. All right. I gave up my career. I was going to be I was a 25 year old investment banker. They always going to reflect back. You know, if you marry a woman and you guys start to have kids at age 28, 29, she was going to say and then she stays at home and raises the kid and she wants to go back to work. I was well on my way to be on track to be a CEO, but I gave it all up to be with you. And you made me have these babies. You laid me down. You held my wrist down. Put babies in me as if you wanted this. I mean, as if she didn't want it at all. And then she was like, and I was out and I had a job. I had a career. So I could focus on my career. And I was going to be a CEO of the company, but I had to stop to have babies. <laughs> I'm not happy. <laughs> he says, not being present when you accomplish something. Oh, boy, guys, that's an underrated one. I actually have experience with that one in my marriage when I, well, I wasn't accomplishing anything. But when I was at my peak, she's, you know, my wife started to want to start getting her education, focusing on her career. Right. And thus, during that time, she started disappearing Um, when I was, you know, at, at the peak position, job position. It was kind of, I don't want to go into it, but yeah, that I've, I'm. I've seen that one happen. That's a that's a bit of self-sabotage. That's a bit of sabotage. And um, not providing emotional support and talking about you in a negative way. And so what will happen is a way that they talk to you in a negative way would be like he's going through a midlife crisis. Okay, he's going through a midlife crisis. Well, if you show, join my channel over here, CGA, the blue chip mindset, I have a video right here. That's uh, my intro video. Um, and it's um it's probably yeah, go check it out. Go subscribe to that channel. Well, basically, it's this video, and I talk about the myth of the midlife crisis and what this really means when people say you're going through a midlife crisis and you're going to buy a sports car or something like that. You want to date younger women. You have an affinity for younger women, et cetera, et cetera. Go to the CGA Blue Chip Mindset channel and check that out. Well, what typically happens is when men get a little bit more resources, they get finally some comfort, they save some money, what will happen is they will use these things to dig into you and say you're going through a midlife crisis. Here's an example. When uh, Here's the wife expert. You can save your marriage. When husbands want to buy a sports car, so he wants to do something to, to reward himself for the hard work and sacrifice over the last 20 or 30 years of his life, men start to build their lives into their late 40s mid 40s early 40s if they haven't done haven't had a catastrophe and such they want to reward themselves and they don't want to be 60 or 70 when they get a sports car so they're looking at it okay i'm 40 50 let me get it now and what a wife will say or a girlfriend will say oh he's going through a midlife crisis right and so this is an example sports car as a way to 
undermine your uh, success, to kill your dream in essence. And so here's the wife expert. And I want to read just a little bit of this. And I'm going to watch. I want you to watch the language that they're using. And this is the wife expert. Yeah, they want to buy the Harley. They want to go travel. They want to go do some, you know. It says, first of all, if he wants to buy a sports car, be grateful. It's a car, not a girl. Yesterday in a parking lot of, uh, of a church, at church, a lady I was talking to made a noise when a cool Jeep drove by. Sorry about that. Then she said, my husband wants one of those. I think he's going through a midlife crisis and he's acting like a teenager. He's driving me crazy. Boy, I laughed and said, so is he getting the Jeep? She laughed and said, are you joking? No way. He's not 18. He's almost 50. He's not getting, he's not getting one of those cars. And then, um, so she's uh, ascribing it right here. And she says, um, she says, also too many women I know have stood on the, you can't do this to me attitude without looking at themselves or the big picture. I only wish they had seen a different perspective and had taken from taken action from a piece of love and understanding as well as their family future goals rather than pride and ego. Many left with attitude or just bailed when I thought if he boy, I can, I can barely read this. This is kind of chopped up, but but let me scroll down here. That said, in my conversation with the above lady, I did tell her. How much I would love a Jeep like that as well, but my hair would be too messy and I'd get too cold. Also added that men are different. And sometimes if we just let them, if we just let them, this is the language that I want you to see here. This is the wife expert. And sometimes if we just let them, somebody's, y'all trying to mess with my reading. This isn't the best writing, all right? And I get it. Sometimes if we just let them do what they want, they love and appreciate us more for letting them, for letting them be their own person. Let. But we get scared. It's like we let them get a car that's fun and exciting. Then we will be helping them leave us. All right. So they're going into this. The wife experts at offers or advice. But if you think this is a, a, a one-off, Okay, check this out. 10 ways to convince your significant other to let you buy the car you want. Let you. Somebody says she has a point. <laughs> Future wife is against sports cars or manual transmission. Please help. I really don't. He says, I really, really don't want him to be that guy. My husband has the opportunity to buy a lower end luxury brand sports car from an ill family member for a great deal. I am totally against it. We're 28 and 30 years old. We've been together for 10 years, have a fantastic relationship, and see eye to eye on most financial things, though he's always been spendier than me. Now, he's an executive. He's worked hard, makes 10 times more money than I do. I'm a low-paying creative. I am in a low-paying creative field. He considers his money our money for the most part. This is a rare impasse, but one that is strumming fundamental differences between us. The car costs $12,000. It's worth $15,000 from the private party and 18 dollars from a dealer. His reasons of wanting the car. 
It's an opportunity to buy a nice car for a fraction of the price. He wants it. It has sentimental value. He has driven his current truck since college, worked hard, and earned it. So this isn't a guy just frivolously spending the money. This is a low car, low price. He wants it. Sentimental value. He's sacrificed. He's already driven a truck that he has driven the same truck since college. Now he's 30. He worked hard. He's an executive. He earned it. He deserves it because he makes most of the money in the household. This isn't a frivolous purchase. He's the one who commutes. My car, a hybrid, two years old, which he pays for and drives on occasion, costs more than the car that he's trying to buy. So there's nothing in the way. There's no there's no situation where this is a purchase that trumps the other purchase. Why doesn't she want him to get it? Why doesn't she want him to get it? I am disgusted by flashy cars. It's not that it's a frivolous purchase. She's just disgusted by flashy cars and flashy signs of wealth in general. This is a $12,000 car. I know it's not that expensive. So the argument goes out. But the brand is a status symbol. I feel like a big part of him wants to be, quote, the guy in the sports car. Whereas I feel humiliated by my broke friends and struggling family to see it in my driveway. She says, quote, the second one, we plan to have a baby in the next six months. This is not a baby-friendly car. There is no back seat. The third one, I try to be an environmentalist. It is important to me. I work hard at it. I drive a hybrid 17, um, the 17 or 25 miles to the gallon for a small car is terrible compared to what our what's out there. Terrible to what's out there. In general, I resent his disinterest in hybrid fuel efficiency cars. <laughs> see, this is the stuff you're talking about. And I know a lot of married guys see me. They're young and married, 30, 35. They see me driving around with the wind blowing through my hair and my Porsche, and they're looking at me. And I said, you know, they're going, why does he have one and I don't have one? And the, I say, the reason why you don't have one is because you're married. You chose a wife over a life. You chose a wife over a life, and that's your decision. Many men that are married and they want a sports car or whatever they want of their dreams, a motorcycle, you ain't getting it until you have your kids, until you're somewhere in your 50s or 60s. That's when you're going to get it. And when you get it, your wife going to be pissed. Even at 45, 50, 55, 60, even when you get it then and you're still married to your wife, she's still going to rain on your freaking parade. Okay? Trust me. She's gonna make it. She's gonna make it seem like you're going through a quote midlife crisis. The myth of the midlife crisis. What it really means? It means that you have the ability. You sacrifice. You build, and now you're about to leap. You're in the third quarter of your life, and they want to rain on your parade. All right, this is the sabotage that we're talking about. Okay, this is the sabotage that we're talking about. So let's get into this video. Leaving and go to Starbucks. Hey, 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 hey! Be quiet. Why is it starting there? Here's going to be another example of typically what marriages do. This is the bait and switch in action. We're going to listen to our guy, Dr. John, first video of the week. I try to do one video a week on Dr. John. All right. And so Dr. John, he's 
plugged in. And um, a lot of people who are non-playable characters, NPC, Ham and Eggers, do call in for some goofy advice. <laughs> okay, good. Gold Thief says, I need a consultation. Click right there in the description box. Look under private coaching. It's right there near the top, and you'll see the link to Clarity. Okay, so let's go ahead and listen. So what's yeah, up? Yeah, so we just bought a farm. We And here. my husband is. Oh, you and your family? And my husband. Okay, great. Let me just stop right there. Let me just stop right there. We? 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 <laughs> oh, I got to share screen. Sorry. But I'm still going, we? We? Did she say we? She said we. We? Hold on. Let me go back. Um. So what's yeah, up? Yeah, so we just bought a farm. We and here. my husband is. Oh, you and your family. And my husband. Okay, great. Yeah. Oh, that, that she's speaking French. She's speaking French. We. <laughs> oh, you said we. All right, here we go. Let's get it here. She's speaking French. Oh, we we. All right, so here we go. Because I know she didn't plunk down a dime, but let's continue. Yeah. And my husband is gone during most of the kids' awake hours. My question is, how do we survive this and find balance between family life, church, and the farm? Oh, boy. So what this is is going to be sabotage. This is now she's going to sabotage it. So they survived. I don't know how many years of marriage. They finally got to the farm that they agreed to bought. We. And now. They're the realities hit of what it takes to run a farm. Like normally you probably have to pump out, you know, like uh, our guy, more Ron, he's our residential, um, um, our farmer. We're going to call him a farmer. Well, he says when you buy a farm, it's going to take the first two or three years. You're going to get nothing. You actually have to sow seeds. Okay. And then before you reap the benefits. So it's going to take you a year, two or three to even get anything back from your farm. Okay, you're not just going to get a farm a month, plant some seeds, and then all of a sudden reap what you sow. Okay, it takes a minute. And so it's going to be around the clock. It's going to be roosters crowing at 5 a.m. You don't have a lot of people helping you on your farm yet. You know, your family is supposed to help you on your farm, but your kids are young. So now already, you got you to gotta till the soil. You got to flip it. You got to get it upside down. You got to let, let the cattle grow. You got to let the pigs grow from little piglets into pigs. Now, here she goes. She's probably shutting down sex already. I haven't showered in three days, and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. Now, here we go. She's about to ruin it. She's about to sabotage it right now because I want some work-life balance. I want work-life balance between work, church, and the farm. Mm. Here we go. Oh, man, so tell me about this transition to buy a farm. Why'd you guys buy a farm? My husband has been a dairy farmer his entire life. So he's been doing this his entire life. This isn't like he moved from the city. He was a city slicker, and then he just bought a farm. And she didn't know, out of like, it came out of nowhere. She literally married a farmer. 
Give her an L. <laughs> she, she married a farmer. That's like marrying an NFL player. Why you got to keep playing every season? Don't you need some work-life balance? And then when he retires, she divorces him. Oh, you're around home too much. Oh, my God. Here we go. He went to school to study agriculture. He studied. He got a degree. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language. Guys, this is how marriage works, bro. I'm telling you, marriage works just like this. And I know you're not going to, but mo most dudes do it. They work through this. She literally sabotaging the hell out of this guy. And she don't realize it. Let's go ahead. And it's been his dream his entire life. Oh my and God. we finally were able to do that. We. And it's been, it's, it's been a difficult transition. And I For also you. struggle with being jealous of other families that are living normal lives. <laughs> it's always, hey, the grass is always greener on the other side. She wants to keep up with the Joneses. She wants the normal life. She wants to live out in the suburbs. She doesn't want to do the farm thing, despite the fact marrying a farmer and marrying an, an Aggie. She married an Aggie. She married a guy whose dream was to be a farmer. They, they achieved that dream, and here comes the sabotage. And now the big question is normal, normal. You mean like subur suburban divorce-wise? What? I'm not happy. <laughs> Man almighty. Let's continue. <laughs> because he works every day of the week. Yeah. Like, you should work nine to five. But he works every day. He works Saturday and Sunday. Boy, that ain't never happened. I'm not happy. <laughs> Sabotage. Every single day. There's been a big so, push. There's been a big push across the country. You know, the last, like, with HGTV and all these little, like, build your own, uh, you know, uh, secret home in the wilderness shows on youtube and stuff that people have flocked out there and True. i did the same thing i don't have a farm i just got five or six acres it's a lot of work okay so he he he's not right on subject here but he actually is talking about something we talked about earlier a lot of people leaving the city and moving out to these areas and thinking it's going to be easier and happy but then they find out it's a lot of work so i'm glad he brought that up like it's yeah, it it, the chickens got to be fed every day, and they got to be let out every day, and the dogs have to be this and whatever. Yeah, so yeah. you got to fit. It's fix, not an easier life every week. And so yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot more work than people think. When you say you're jealous yeah. of normal people, do you wish you were living in the suburb in a in a four three just no. doing the life? <laughs> no, I just like I'll see somebody's husband sledding with their kids on a weekend and i'm uh, like ah okay do you realize how lucky you are oh man the grass is greener on the other side brothers the grass is greener she she can't get out of her own way bro she can't get out of her own way uh i see the husbands helping and taking care of the kids taking them sledding out on the weekends but my husband's at work man but this is gonna happen see this is what happens um in marriages that you don't see coming. They don't see it coming either because I think women are taught happily ever after. And they think it gets easier once the wedding is over, right? But the hardest part is when the wedding has ended. That's the that's where the work starts. And then when the her dream starts coming collapsing like the Hindenburg and blowing up, then she's like the other people have it better. Continuing. Yeah. That, that's how I feel. And it feel. I I keep hearing that this hearing. is the life of a farmer's wife and do I suck it up, deal with it, or do I do I be the change? 
Mary, you're drowning. Yes. I my husband also has a very strong work ethic. So what is she complaining about? What she what is she complaining about? He works. He's you know where he's at. I mean, unless he has sheep in the in the in the back bullpen somewhere disappearing all the time. I'm going to visit the sheep, baby. I'll be back. All right. Where is he doing? There ain't nobody around 30 acres. So That's I think cool. there are times where it is good. It's a blessing, but I believe there are times where he can come home, mm -hmm. but he just doesn't know how to turn it off. He's like, well, I, I also should do this and this and this and this. What is it about a home that isn't a safe place for him? I don't. You. I, okay. Guys, he set her up with that question. He set her up with that question. And she missed it. What is it about home that is not a safe space for him? You know what it is? It's you. I'm not happy. <laughs> it's her. That's why he don't want to come home. That's why he wants to go work. Because every time he comes back from work, he got to see your miserable face. Sitting there jealous. Sitting there wanting a better life. Giving him shit for going to work. And then when he, he's like, forget it. I'll go back out there and milk cows. Forget that. I ain't coming home. It's you. And that's you. Why would I come back to this? I'll go out there and get the pigs some some feed, some slop. I'll go out there and choke roosters. <laughs> I'll go choke my own rooster. Forget it. It's her. I don't think it's a... Let me ask that in a different way. Yeah, yeah. Different way. Not that you've made an uh, unsafe house for him. That's not what I'm trying to imply. Exactly. Um, no, no, you did Sometimes, not sometimes, we naturally all lean towards the things that we feel that we are the best at. And if I know I can fix a tractor, I'm going to sit out there and keep working on this tractor. Yep. It's got to get fixed anyway, right? I don't have the money to pay somebody. So that's, but I know how this thing works. I'm going to keep leaning into that. Is there a reality that he knows if he goes back inside Yep. He doesn't really know how to deal with the five-year-old. And I don't know how old your kids are, but that there is a lack of efficacy there. And there's some shame. There is some, uh, like, I, I should know how to do this because I'm a dad. And so I'm just going to wrap my dad up in making sure everything's taken care of at the farm. So what he's saying, in essence, he's trying to put it, lay it back in the men's lap, man's lap, that he's kind of like a, a, dun a dunce. All he knows is how to work, and he's un incapable of being a part of his child's life. Like, he's one of those dads who just knows how to fix and toil in the soil. he That's all he knows. And then when he sees a kid, duh, what do I do? No, nah, it ain't that. Yeah, see, he tried to lay it in the man's lap. Nah, that ain't it, bro. That ain't it. And wife will take care of the kids. You know what I mean? Like, there's this lack of efficacy there. I think he definitely feels some guilt mm -hmm. to an extent because he has mentioned that when he's coming home, he wonders if me and the kids will still be there. Yeah. Not because I have made threats. Yeah. I, I've been trying right. really hard to be supportive of Try this. Yeah. Let's listen to that again, guys. Listen, listen to that again. He has been surprised that she hasn't up and left. Why? Not because I said anything. When he's coming home, he wonders if me and the kids will still be there. Yeah. Not because. I have made threats. I, I've been trying really hard to be supportive trying. of this mm. endeavor. I've been trying really hard. Guys, her non-verbal communication probably in this marriage is abysmal. I mean, you can feel it over the phone. She probably giving him all signs.
that she ain't happy. I'm not happy. But I I am the one that disciplines the kids and okay. raises them. Yeah. Okay. Right? Oh, wait, bro, you signed up for this. You signed up for this. I'm sure when he was putting the babies in you, you weren't saying, I don't want these babies put in me. I don't want to raise kids. Um, I'm not going to discipline them. You raised them. You weren't saying that. You were like, I can't wait to have kids and have a family. That's what you were saying. It's, we have a four and a half and a two-year-old. Oh, man. Okay. And how this is how divorces happen, bro. And you're lonely the kids out are there. All huh? over him. Yeah. I mean, I I have good friends that make an effort to come over and they're willing to the kids along with me, but it definitely I'm a people person. I need people around me all the time. In these streets. That's what she talking about. And she gonna be at girls' nights out in no time flat somewhere in the middle of the country. So Guys, it's difficult to make them happy, bro. Four and a half year old and yeah. a two year old and a couple of goats won't, won't cut that, right? Or sheep. And can no, I, it's it's a lot of cows. A lot of cows. Can I <laughs> can I poke one one step further? Yep. Do you find yourself really annoyed with him and really annoyed with these kids, and you just want to have people, and then you feel guilty that you feel annoyed? See, what he's doing is what this is the problem with therapists and counselors. Okay, and pastors, what they do is they enable the abuser. Okay, they enable the abuser, typically the one who is going to seen as be seen as the victim, and they put words and thoughts in their mouths. And if it sounds good to their narrative, the victim, they'll say, "Yeah, that's exactly it." Mm. Yeah, they give them a bailout. This is why therapists. This is why you got to be careful with therapy and counselors and, and pastors because they they will if you are the victim if you are uh, week, they will give you the words. They will give you the out. Uh, is it possible that you feel, man, F that. Man, grow a pair. Yes, and I get, I feel very guilty. Yes, because um, you're supposed I, to be the I, farmer's I, wife. You're supposed to be the mom that just loves being with her kids. And, why do, and sometimes you just want to leave them and go to a Starbucks in a city and hang out with your friends. I do. I sometimes want to just run great. away and yeah. come back. She, see, she already trying to get to them streets. In these streets. Here it is. Loves being with her kids, and why? Do, and sometimes you just want to leave them and go to a Starbucks in a city and hang out with your friends. I do. I sometimes want to just run away and yeah. come back later that day. But she want to get pounded out. That's what she want to get. She want to get. She want to be with Chad. She want to go out there. What was the movie? Sex slash life on Netflix. This is what she wants. She married the good stable guy. She married the family guy, but she want to be in these streets. It's too damn predictable. Um, I I feel guilty getting a sitter and leaving, and I feel guilty when I am gone in the morning. If I go out to coffee with someone with the kids, I feel guilty when I don't bring food to the farm. And I I try really hard to set a note on a positive note when he comes in but there are definitely times when it he comes in hours after he said he would and i i am kind of annoyed you should be <laughs> you're I, right you're right to be annoyed so so he he wants the husband to punch a clock okay so let me tell you something guys if you have aspirations if you have dreams do not get married
I'm going to just let you know right now, the philosopher said it right here, do not marry after 40 because marriage is not provided by nature. What did, um, and I'm missing, what did Nikola Tesla say? A wise man should not marry because no one can serve books and wife alike. That's Nikola Tesla. A wife, listen, if you are very, very uh, much of a go-getter, if you are somebody who's about what you're doing, like, not the guys that don't know what they're doing and they want some sort of mom, right? Or they want a guy, they want a woman to support him, a hobosexual, all right? You brag about women buying you stuff. Those, you can have a wife. If you, here it is, Nikola Tesla, a wise man should not marry because no one can serve books and wife alike. Now, this counselor, this doctor should be telling her this. Instead, he's giving her a bailout. Well, yeah, he should be coming home. No, his ass should be. <laughs> Somebody said broke. He says breaking farm for sale. That's that farm is going to be done if his ass don't work. Here's a, how long how long ago did y'all buy this farm? Two months. Oh, okay, my. So God. We're two months. Two months. She breaking down after two months. Oh, my God. Oh, man. She breaking down after two months. Wow. I don't know what to say. This isn't a couple of years. You're 60 days in, right? Yeah. Okay. Which we also have had like every weather extreme you can think of. Right. You bought, but... a, you bought a farm in the middle of the winter. <laughs> right. I'm not happy. <laughs> and we had snow, rain, sleet. Where did you think you were buying a farm? California? Southern California on the coast, Pacific coast, Malibu, Newport. Is that where you thought you were buying the farm? Oh, my God. But he has been, he was managing a different farm. Mm -hmm. And um, I know what it's like being married to a farmer. I, I think I know what it's like by now. Nope. Uh, not after 60 days. Well, tell me about your marriage before you bought this farm. Okay. Were things heading in this direction anyway? Not that your marriage is bad, but were they heading in this way anyway? What she's leaving out is there's another bull in the ring. Let's just put it like this. She's been on Facebook. She's been scrolling. She tested out Tinder. She didn't look on seeking arrangements. You see these holes in these streets. In these streets. There's somebody else in the picture. All right. This is a monkey branch on the way. This is a divorce. All right. And so she's going to try to test her sex life right now. No. Um, the last two years were a bit of a struggle. I lost my little brother. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here we go. This is it. She's going to start pulling the heart tug, tugging at the heartstrings. Listen, death and unexpected death. Yeah, man, that's tough. But now she's going to start laying down them excuses. Here it comes. Anyway. No, um, the last two years were a bit of a struggle. I lost my little brother mm -hmm. and. I'm sorry. I hit um that that's that's a whole different 
thing, but I, I just think I hit my lowest point mm-hmm. and he was unsure how to deal with that because he's never he's never dealt with anyone that struggled with mental health. There you go. It's not even mental Now we got mental health. Now we got mental health. Hey, I, am I lying to you guys? I, I tell you, somebody like, where are you meeting these women? <laughs> right? Now mental health. Now she's struggling with mental health. All right. I I tell you, (laughs) Jesus. Oh, man. Mental health. See, mental health is a crutch in our country right now because too many people are going to lean on it. They're going to get. I listen. I think people should be able to know how to manage their mental health, but people are entitled. You live in a first world country. You live in a you, you were born in the year 2000 or the year 1988. According to my different my demographics, okay, uh, you weren't born in the 1700s when people had to fight in, in, in order to survive. People had to shoot uh, possum and raccoons and cook o- over a um, a fire pit. I mean, we were literally given everything, but we have mental health problems because of the entitlement in our country. I know what's. I've seen this too many times. People always think I'm talking about my marriage when I talk about marriage. No, I'm talking about all of these marriages follow the same pattern. Here we go. Mental health—that's grief. That's a deep, deep black. Yeah, hole and grief. I and I think, like, I don't think he ever even properly grieved the loss of him. It was, yeah, I don't know. It was. She got nothing. She got nothing. And so here's a here's a here's a thing that happens is quite common. Okay. So you have a, a deep loss, and the guy you've tethered your life to doesn't handle it in the right way. Let's just call it what it is. It's it's his fault now. Now we went away from the farm. We went away from 60 days. We went away from his dream. We went away from his sacrifice. We went away from his degree. Now we're gonna handle this, tackle this mental health bull. Here we go. And part of you raises an eyebrow to that. He's not exactly what you needed to, him to be in that moment. And you, we don't have a playbook for that. We don't have a playbook for that. Right. It's, it's similar, not exactly, but it's similar to finding out somebody. Maybe- See, what, what we do in our society, instead of handling and tackling what the real issue is, entitlement, sabotaging of relationships bait and switch in marriages wives always not happy happy. the family court (laughs) no fault divorce what is going on man this is crazy if it goes out again my computer keeps resetting i don't know what's going on now so anyway what is going on (laughs) so if it goes out again what's happening is my computer keeps reloading restarting i don't know what's going on so anyway, I think Russia's trying to get me. Pause. All right. So anyway, I appreciate y'all for sticking around. Uh, we got to get the sound effects up. Uh, we were cooking. We were cooking. Uh, but let's see. Let's see something here. All right. I got to. I'm deleting tabs as we speak. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll finish up the stream. Although they they killed a little bit of the. Uh, they killed a little bit of the progress right here. We're going to have to do some upgrades this weekend on the machine. So without further ado, 
we'll continue into what we were talking about here and I'll get the super chats. What I'm going to do is do all the super chats of the brothers that were, that had already super chatted. So what I'm going to have to do is go on my original stream and see if I can pick up the super chats. All right. So see how that's going to happen. All right. I'm going to have to figure that out. That happened last time. That happened last time. Uh, let's see. Somebody has a. Um, see if somebody has a way so we can pull back those old super chats. Skynet took over. I don't watch porn. I don't watch prawn on this uh, computer. <laughs> Shout out to the every the 1500 that stayed in here we were close to 2000 i think we were right at 2000 when it stayed so shout out to everybody else that stayed if it goes out again we won't do a part two we'll start rehabbing the computer um somebody somebody see if we can figure out how to get super chats back that's what i'm gonna have to figure out for sure hey yeah travesty travesty man so look, shout out to speaking my mind says Skynet took over. Nick Penn says the real one stayed free agent for life in here. Okay, so once I figure out how to get that back, I'm gonna have to watch the playback, right? If I can watch the playback, can I get it? Because now it's not. Let me see. Yeah, it's only showing so many of the chat. So apologies here. I'm scrolling back up, scrolling back up through the chat. Seeing how far I can grab Super Chats. Let's see. Uh, it only goes back to nine, 908. 908. Kevin, Kelvin Tra Trail says it was Ling Ling. He says she got to coach money market account. <laughs> she got to my YouTube channel. All right. Let me see something. Let me see if I can pull up the video we were watching. How about that? All right, at the very least, we can go back and figure out what she was doing. I know people are all the haters are excited. Yeah, coach is going down and he ain't got he got internet. He says if if the super chat people are about hurt, well, nothing can you can do about that. You shot it out. Yeah, man. I'm I, I'm gonna have to figure out how I can re-grab them back because that that right there is problematic. Apologies, apologies. All right, so continuing on with the sob story. Married to a farmer. I, I think I know what it's like by now. So here's the thing that happens is quite common. Okay. So you have a, a deep loss. And the guy you've tethered your life to doesn't handle it in the right way. Let's just call it what it is. And part of you raises an eyebrow to that. He's not exactly what you needed to, him to be in that moment. And you, we don't have a playbook for that, right? It's, it's similar, not exactly, but it's similar to finding out somebody maybe wasn't cheating on you, but was having a texting thing with somebody at work. Wait, 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 wait. So he's, he's, making, the, he's making the comparison of a husband that works and provides for his family to someone who's cheating and texting and having an affair. That's what he's comparing. He's comparing the cheating, the husband, a cheating husband, a sneaking husband to a workaholic husband. Wow. Jim Jackson says, damn, coach, I thought they called uh the HR to her eight 
her HR to or call my ass to HR. Yeah, for real. Right. It's oh, I I didn't I thought you'd be there and you weren't. Or I thought you were this and you were not. And we often don't have a playbook for that. And that one little splinter, whether it's a little splinter or a big one. And here's the thing. I've done this in my own house, by the way. I didn't respond well to my wife's grief. And I tried to expert her. I tried to give her a bunch of lectures and a bunch of data points. And I blew it. Men are awful in marriages. They they basically just overcompromise until they have nothing. Uh, Typically what happens in a marriage is if uh, what happens is I, I equate it to like two people sleeping in the bed. So let's say in your marriage, the bed, the mattress is 100% of your marriage. Well, over time, you'll find that you're sleeping on the far edge of the bed, which you're sleeping on 10% of the bed. And she has 90% of the mattress available to her. She's spread out. She's basically wiggled her way close to you, but so much so that, you're trying to, you know, get your own space in your marriage and you're on the edge of the bed. And you wake up where your ass is hanging off the mattress, but she's got 90% of the mattress. Instead of you pushing her ass over to her side and you have your side. So that's how marriages end up being overly compromised. And the man sounds like this guy. Anyone supporting marriage sounds like this guy. And he's not so prepared. What he doesn't want to do is go head to head against his wife and her wills and her wishes he can't win because she'll just she'll just emotionally abuse him and restrict sex from him and so then he just says i'll just compromise 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 and even that's not enough i'm not happy <laughs> and what i didn't realize was how deeply i hurt her and how deep our our the fracture in our relationship went and the healing that had to happen there began with her bravery saying I'm still not okay and this happened a long time ago I'm still not okay and I had to hear it and I had to take it because it was right and that that one act of bravery and vulnerability allowed me and her to then say where are we now and I had set up this future I mean this dream for us mine was to be a college president it wasn't to own a farm but being a college president requires you do this and you do that and you run all hours of the night and you're a part of this committee and that committee and you're on this thing with the city and you're getting another degree in it. Like it's that same life. It's just with a suit on instead of with Dickies on, right? Hope y'all yes. in Seattle. Hopefully he wears Filson every day, right? Like I got this- He's very filthy. <laughs> no, Filson. Like the- Oh, see? Oh. See? She really thought he was really simping and, and she snuck in. Yeah, he's really filthy and he didn't even mean that. Did you catch that? She was really trying to throw his ass under the uh, under the bus. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. He is filthy. No, 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 Filson. With Dickies on, right? Hope y'all yeah. in Seattle. Hopefully he wears Filson every day, right? Like I got this- He is very filthy. <laughs> See, she thought it was another chance for her to throw shade on the husband. Yeah, and he comes home dirty too on the farm. No, Filson, like the. Oh, oh, no, no, nope, not there. All so, right. All somewhere right. else but okay so she, she thought he was really trying to throw dirt on him anyway he ultimately it was is this the life this is the life we said we wanted we're getting closer to it is this really who we want to be and the answer ultimately was no well it's too late you're married 
with kids. It's see, in order for marriage to work, you got to try it out. You got to go in with both feet. You can't just try it out partially and say, ah, I ain't in it. This is why I propose that there should be a length, a period of time to try that shit out. All right. But nah, you got to go in. And then when she says, I'm not happy, then you're done. <laughs> AB Network guy says, I, su- I suggest switching back to Mac, o- a- uh, Mac OS. There are many new videos and very powerful options as of today. Windows usually starts off well, then begins a never-ending nightmare, becomes a never-ending nightmare, will cost you time and money. Yeah, um, you know, when I switched from, I was doing all of my streams from my Mac. Then I started off with this, and it was great. But as you can see, recent months, I've been having several problems. Uh, Golden Static says, when will people understand that being a parent means your feelings don't matter no more? People will gladly destroy a marriage for their own benefits while their kids live out of backpacks. Exactly. So she's going to sabotage the marriage. Her kids are going to be screwed over the next 16, because the kids are four and two, uh, 14 to 16 years. Because what? Because what? I'm not happy. Hey, listen, <laughs> if you're not happy now, when you get divorced, you're not going to be happy, even though you're going to get plowed. In these streets. In that season, the answer was no. And so you're two months in. Did y'all take out a bunch of debt to buy this farm? So now she... uh. Now he's going to throw in the financial part. Now he's going to throw in, and I bet y'all in debt, too. Here it comes. Yep. Y'all in the hole? Yeah. So you're scared financially. Damn. You guys got to watch out for therapists. You guys got to watch out for them, man. Because now he's going to say the debt is the problem. Here it comes. Now it's the debt. And now you're stranglehold by the debt. Now you can't sleep. No, she was mad that he didn't come home from work. Now it's going to be the debt. In that season, the answer was no. And so you're two months in. Did y'all take out a bunch of debt to buy this farm? Yep. Y'all in the hole? Yep. Yeah. So you're scared financially. You're all alone. You got a guy that ha- you Listen. have trust issues with. Listen. Not because you think he's cheating on you. Listen. I, be- I don't want to make him sound like he's terrible. He's no, no, no. Ah, yeah, but but you, you allowed him to do this. You allowed him to do this because you came in here uh, with your pity party. And you really don't have a problem, but now you didn't throw. See, this is what happens in relationships, too. Uh, A woman will present her husband as an a-hole, but he's only he's only doing the things she's complaining about about 10 percent of the times. 90 percent of the times he's good. But you didn't present him that way. The first thing you said was he he's a workaholic. He don't come home and he don't know how to take care of the kids. And now everybody says, oh, what a jerk. And now, and then he starts dirty macking. And then now you're like, but I don't want to make you think that he's bad. What? You, that's what you presented him as an asshole. So this is why when women talk about their husbands, never believe it because it's only a, it's only a picture of what they want you to see at the moment because they're mad when he's doing good. They be quiet as a mouse. Got a guy that you have trust issues with. Not because you think he's cheating on you. I, be- I don't want to make him sound like he's terrible. He's no, no, no. Not. He's, he's me. He's and me. He was there for me. Oh, here he comes. When we were like, when we, when we lost my brother, it was just the aftermath of me going back mentally to a place where he has never been part of my life. Right. Of. So hear me say, Mary. And he was very confused. Yeah, I'm not talking bad about him at all. Not even a. 
That's not true. A little bit. I'm him. This dude agrees with anything she says. Like, we're the same okay. guy. Okay. And I, I, counselors and therapists do this too, bro. No, my heart through the whole thing was, was, was good. I know what I was trying to do was good. I knew I was leaning into the things that I knew I could do well. And when I didn't know how to connect with my wife, because I felt the gap, I just didn't know what it was. I started leaning into the things that I was good at, which was work. Let me tell you what he's doing right now. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> which was helping other people with their problems in the middle of the night, which was running around with police officers and with marginalized population. I mean, I started running around that way because I knew I could be successful there. Mm-hmm. And what happens is over time, that gulf becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. So in no way am I saying he's a bad guy. In fact, I think the opposite. I think he's a great guy. <laughs> God dang. Mm. Woo. This is rough. Now he's a great guy. Oh, I think you're great. And I think he's great. And I think you're both have pictures of what the other person should be doing, or you both have pictures of what you thought your life would be. And now here it is. And it's not what you want. And that's okay. The problem is most of us don't own where we're coming from. And if we don't own the reality of where we're sitting, where we're coming from, what's happening right now in real time, we can't be about fixing it. And what you said haunts me. Is this just the way this is? Should I just suck this up? The number of wives I've talked to over the years who just said, well, he just was going to be a bank president. And so this was kind of my life. I can't. So I, I, I've shared with you one time. Uh, 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 um, it was an article. And I'm scared to touch my computer now. <laughs> so I'm scared to touch my computer. But there was an article that I read about women who become wives to executives. And and this is an executive wife basically breaking it down. Look, man, it ain't all shiny. It's not what you think. You're barely going to see him. He's focused on his job. He's going to take calls on vacation. He's going to take calls at 8 p.m. You're going to have to deal with it. If you're going to come in here and put rules and say you can't take calls after 6 p.m. when you come home from your job, bro, you're going to you're going to put him off the executive track. You're going to basically cripple him. So here's your choice, ladies. Do you want a guy with money? that doesn't have a lot of time or do you want a guy with a lot of time but no money either way i'm not happy you're not going to be happy for real bro you're not going to be happy you can but they want it both they want a guy that's rich wealthy ambitious executive making money but he she wants him to punch a clock which one do you want you can't have both I can't tell you how many people i've talked to i can't tell you how many men i've talked to said well i mean I mean, I was just going to take the next promotion, right? Why would I not take the promotion? And suddenly they find themselves in a job that they hate, at a place that they hate, making good money. And their life is miserable, right? So I want you to hear me say what you and your husband are experiencing is super common. The challenge is, y'all. It's too common. It's too common. Went all in financially. You you owe a lot of money on this thing. But the the problem is it's too common, but you're going to lose in the divorce. It's too common. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna go through this, and then you're gonna lose in a divorce. That's how common it is. 
feeling a lot of pressure. You're feeling a lot of pressure. There's financial insecurity. There's trust. And I don't say trust like he's going to cheat on you, but trust, or you're going to cheat on him, but trust like you've got stuff going on. You got secrets that you're keeping from him about how hard this is. And he's got secrets he's keeping from you about how much he misses y'all, but he bought this farm. It was his dream. He's got to make this thing work. And what I'm saying is y'all need to have a, where are we now? 60 day conversation. You've got to say, I'm not okay. And you got to give him permission to say, tell me that you're not okay. Because I bet he's, if he came and said, we just spent a million dollars on a farm. Is it more than that? Yeah. Yeah. We spent more than a million dollars on a farm. I don't think I love it. Or I can't do all this by myself. Or I knew this was going to be hard, but I didn't realize I was going to miss my entire children's life. Those are some conversations he needs to be able to say out loud. And he probably doesn't have a, a like a map for how to do that. Right. So no. You, so I I wanna continue being supportive, but I think I also need to put my foot down in some areas, like him coming home for dinner. Yes. Because he he will I'll tell him that he'll come home for dinner two nights and then he calls me and says, I could cut, drop everything and come now. And he always has to go back out in the evening. Or he says, I could come in and be done for the night at seven o'clock and I can help put the kids to bed. And I know he will not make it in at seven o'clock. Right. So what we're but getting, I don't want to be. No, 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 no. It's not about. So what... let me pause here. I found all the super chats. All right. So I had to look it up. So I found all the super chats. So I'm going to catch up on super chats. We're going to be done with this video. Oh, you guys are seeing it as I did it. <laughs> I showed y'all I showed y'all too much stuff. All right, here we go. Oh man. We now we really gonna have to go back. All right. So um let's go back and uh show the super chats. I I was on the wrong tab. All right, so here we go. Where are we at? Let's see. Somebody says, we know we've seen it. All right, so let's see here. I got to go up on the Super Chats. Let's see, who got the last Super Chat? I got Rusted Junk. Where are we at? Rusted Junk. This stream might be taken down. <laughs> we go to clip all that out. All right, so let's see here. Rusted Junk. Did we get Rusted Junk? Nope, we got uh, Dr. Engineer. Dr. Engineer. All right, so here we go. Where are we at? All right, so apologies for everybody. All right, so here we go. We got Rusted. Nope, Dr. Engineer says dropping off some of Zoe's money. He says get those likes up. Shout out to the coach gang in the building. Appreciate you, sir. All the, all the guys are like, what? All right, MJ Anime. What's good, coach? Shout out to Slow Shout out to them slow Tuesdays in the building. Edmund Dante says, Coach, is funny. I just rewatched your episode of Dream Killers from nearly a year ago. Great stuff. What does Joe Biden think of Dream Killers? I love those barrettes in her hair, man. I tell you what. I'm looking at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there with her, like a little lady in her wedding squad. Is that what he thinks of Dream Killers? I'm not sure. All right, let's see here. Sorry, it's not in my normal format, and I need to get the screen a little bit bigger. All right, so let me see here. Let's go down. Where's all the Super Chats now? I lost it. 
I'm going down. Nope. Hold on for a second. Oh, here we go. Edmund Dantes. I got you already. Caddy says, I think there are three types of marriages legally through the state, ceremonial through the church, and biologically through having kids. Only the first two can be dissolved through a divorce or an annulment, which is a ceremonial state marriage and then a, bio, not a biological, a uh, ceremonial church marriage. When you have kids, when you have kids, you cannot get divorced. So this is what people think. I'm going to get divorced and I'm going to have kids. And then all of a sudden, if you get, if you divorce with kids, all of a sudden you think your problems are going to be fixed. Your problems are not going to be fixed. Okay, your problems are not going to be fixed. You're going to have more problems when you have kids. Chadwick Fairbanks said, uh, I started my seeking this week in Scottsdale. Got a busy weekend lined up already. Eights and nines. I haven't seen any tens along with straggles. Pregnant women, 49ers and 49-year-old women. CGA help. My inbox is flooded. All right, so guys, on seeking, on seeking. It's going to be the dark side, okay? Welcome to the dark side on Seeking, all right? I'm just letting you guys know. Once you go to Seeking Arrangements, you're going to find out what probably has been missing, a missing area. It's kind of like what that woman was doing with her divorce. What her woman was doing with this divorce, she's not adding a detail that will give you an idea of what's happening. Same thing with Seeking. You're going to go over there, and you're going to find out where all the eights and nines have been the entire time. And as Donovan Sharp once said, nines and tens are sold. They belong to the community. They're sold on the marketplace. Okay, they're sold on the marketplace. So um, in that in that mindset, you're going to find out that nines and tens have been selling themselves on the marketplace. Okay, so uh that happens brown 310 shout out to freedom truck convoy in dc shout out to the freedom truck convoy in dc but you know what's happening brown nobody cares anymore nobody cares nobody cares that um nobody cares that that uh the mandates or any of that new york new york lifted all the mandates so nobody cares anymore it's kind of late Shout out to Eugene Morgan. Happy Friday, coach. Thank you, sir. All right. The AV Network guy says, only spent $75 of supercharging my Tesla for the past 31 days. Go electric vehicle if you can. All right. I don't I don't mind the electric vehicle um, as long as we know that that's probably going to be a problem later on. All right. Nate Bitt, the guy who brought up the Dutch and British must have seen Ray Dolio change world video. He says, you need to watch it. It's the end. Wait, the end of the big cycle. All right. Sorry, man. The, the super chats are definitely a different way of reading it today. YouTube trash talker. I'm near the Hindenburg disaster site. There's a memorial. I'm going to check it out today. All right. So now you guys know uh, the Hindenburg. If you're near it, go check it out. Now you know the story. All right. Pele Manuel is in the building. Thank you, sir. Dark Mind says, Coach, I believe Oprah was a plant that was used to push womenism in rainbow culture. Well, I mean, uh, 
I don't know if you guys know that th those things happen a lot. All right. Some of your major casters, newscasters have been uh, plants or agents for certain groups, I will say. And they were given an opportunity or they were given an opportunity and then told to say certain things. Nick K, happy Friday coach in Canada. Landowners, landowners are tenants. All land is owned by the crown and administered by the government. And uncle in the US, Uncle Sam owes owns it if you miss taxes. All right. So it's the same thing, right? It's kind of the same thing. And I think now it's harder to start a farm. So it's a little bit different. Uh, Sizzle says, Coach, a strag that I once loved told me she quit her job, diagnosed with autism, and now is a sex worker. Hit the buzzer. Mm. He dodged a bullet. You never lie, CGA. All right. And then what's going to happen is she's going to say, What happened? Where did all the men go? When her time really runs out. Shout out to Mike D. Oh, by the way, nothing is yours. Uh, same thing with U.S. farmland, just like your house. You can pay your house off and um, you still don't own it outright. For example, you still need to play, pay property, tax, property taxes and locally your, your county or your city can take your house by eminent domain if they wanted to. Does it happen? Not all the time, but they could. Let's say they wanted to put a freeway or they wanted to build and or they wanted to to say now this is industrial area because it changed and instead of it's not residential anymore or we're going to put something industrial around the corner and it will lower your property value. All right. I mean, they can do all kind of things with. um With your property, even though you paid off the house and the land, so eminent dom domain or. I, I'm, I'm missing the word, not redistricting, redistricting, but reclassifying what areas are what. So say, say, for instance, they put an industrial area across the street and they knock down all the apartment buildings in the house. This does happen. And they put up a homeless encampment or they put up a, a facility for homeless people right next to your land. And so even when you own it and paid off the land and the property, if you don't, if you miss the property taxes, they can seize your house. Rezoning, thank you, not redistricting. Rezoning, they rezone an area, which rezoning happens all the time. They can rezone at any time. All right, does it all? Do these things happen a lot? They happen more than you know. It doesn't happen a lot in comparison. So, typically, if your neighborhood is older and and not a new suburb, right, and you live in an older neighborhood, they can rezone your area. They can rezone your area and they can say this was residential. Now it's commercial. This was commercial. Now it's industrial. Happens all the time. All right. Um, Mike. Mike D says coach is on point about sabotage. I told my new ex-girlfriend at one time that one of my goals is to have a Corvette. He says she said that she would squash that big bug. Wait, she would squash that dream like a bug. Needless to say, she is not around anymore, and I have a Corvette. There you go. There you go. So you have a girlfriend that's already telling you you're not going to ha have a Corvette. Why? Because she doesn't want to get uh, left. Theo W-A-F says my biggest wall to my career was my wife. When I was single, I was monk mode. My salary increased from 125K 
to 600K in seven years. Wow. 600K, good Lord. He says, now it's exceeding 750K. They are pure destruction to your career. Remove them. So I could focus on my career. So this sabotage is real. I've experienced it in my, if it's not jealousy, it's envy. If it's not envy, it's they're going to lose you. If, they, if they're not going to lose you when you're focusing on your stuff, they're going to cheat on you. It happens all the time. Noble One says, Coach, my bro is getting married next month. He and his spouse are future lawyers. I have failed to convince him not to do it. Forgive me, Cheese. Price is wrong. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. You know, he's got to learn. He's got to learn. And a lawyer? Never marry a lawyer. Raul says, Coach, reading like fresh now. All right, shout out to fresh. All right. Domain Stickum says, there's no problem if a man buys a sports car he worked for, but if he got her a boob job and paid off her student loan, she going to dip on him. Exactly. Joe K. Straggle Daggle Stream Instant Classic. Coach, don't lie. The barbarian is at the gate, gents. Save yourselves. Save yourselves. Chicago man says her husband's name is his, oh, his hus her husband's name is Wee Coach. Yeah, we bought a farm. Yes. I'm not reading very well, is it? All right, let's see here. Somebody said it's just pure hate. It's hate. Yeah, I mean, hate, jealousy, envy. Um, sometimes uh, the, uh, what do you call it? Living with the uh, the Joneses. The Joneses. Uh, trying to satisfy their friends. Remember the one article I read? Um, she said she's a, she, she doesn't want people to see her poor family. She doesn't want her poor family to see. Um, a sports car in their driveway. What does that have to do with me driving a sports car? Shout out to Chicago man with that one. Her husband's name is we. All right. Shout out to Derek's Gerard with the super chat. You said nothing, but I appreciate it. Force India making money and chasing the dreams right now. Coach, keep doing what you're doing. I'll catch you on the replay. There might not be one. He says that Deloney guy is a pure simp. Sounds like me before I became a free agent. Yes, indeed. Nick K quit my job and started a law practice eight months ago using my savings. Finally hit 10K in month. Wait, 10K in fees this month. And he says, Monk Mode guys and the, I'm oh, sorry, Monk Mode gym, free agent lifestyle. And this is really blown up on my screen. 42 and fit, eight months left on child support and on track to becoming a high value man. No girlfriend distraction, junior college coming soon. Mike Tuna, thanks for everything, Coach. I appreciate all your wisdom and most importantly, the straight up facts. You provided us men. You provide us men every day. This is what we do around here. All right, Phineas Hinshaw, I personally know a man. Uh, let's see that. I, I, wait, I personally know a few men that are on their way to the Ukraine to fight because of their wives for the collection plate. Morning, Coach. Wait, are they going to fight because? They don't want their, they don't want to be with their wives. Damn. Mm. Cali West Auto. Is this a different channel? He says, girlfriends are better than wives. If she's a dream killer, dump that broad. That's also why men should not live or let their mothers live with them. Shout out to CGA and Free Agent for Life. Yes. Oh, also, 
your mother will be a dream killer too. All right, your mother will kill your dream. You don't have to do this. You can stay here and she's going to make you into a son husband. Music is life. I wonder what that Amish peace leave like. Coach, you better work, chick. All right. I'm trying not to switch screens. Looks like I'm frozen on this screen. Am I still going? Where's my, I don't even know where my <laughs> where my tabs are anymore. I'm really discombobulated. All right. So let's pay your bills. All right. You want to pay rent? You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. All right, then you better work, B. All right, hold on for a second. Where did all my super chat? Okay, there they are. All right, hold on for a second. Trini Baller says this man is literally sacrificing for his family. He says all she cares about is how she feels, doesn't care about her family or anyone else. Yet he has a hashtag, you had one job. You had one job, ladies and gentlemen. She had one job. Okay, look, I'm going to give you family. I'm going to give you kids. You're going to raise the kids. I'm going to work. It's not enough. It's not enough. Moron says these, these guys haven't done a single hard, I'm sorry, these guys haven't done a single day of hard work on the farm. Cost to run the farm, machinery, feed, seed, building her house. Takes a lot of money. Most farms actually lose money, if not subsidized, which means two full-time jobs, okay? Two full-time jobs. You're going to have to get two full-time jobs to run a farm. Wow. Moron knows, man. He knows. He's living that Amish-style life. All right, no matrix, no simping. Whoever's making fun of my reading, come on, man. Y'all the one typing the stuff. Y'all the one typed it. All right, y'all, it's not like I'm reading from literature. <laughs> y'all bad at me, and y'all not using punctuation. Come on, man. All right, Coach says, I just want to support you. I had just finished a video on the same subject. Women want you to live by their emotions. Never. Thanks, Coach. All right, so yeah, guys, this is what men, young men, if you're listening to you, listening to me, you're going to fall for this trap. You're going to fall for this trap, all right? And you're going to fall for this trap, and it's not going to be pretty, all right? It's not going to be pretty. Justin says, paying my tuition, coach, my money has went up every time I have become single. Went from 60K to 160K for the first time being single, living the free agent lifestyle and making money chasing storms i got money yes indeed thank you sir eric powell says young bloods heed the coach's words if you have hopes and dreams do not get married xx's are dream killers all right they're classic at it and this type of sabotage will be supported by therapists pastors counselors remember the baseball player who who had to take his time off of being a baseball player because his wife was cheating on his uh cheating with the therapist slash pastor of the church. He literally could not focus on baseball. He had to take the time off. And when they filed for divorce, she blamed him for taking the time off to work on their marriage. This is how crazy it is. Yeah, Zoo Zubrist. Zubrest said, okay, I'll take time off of baseball to work on my marriage. And then when the divorce came, she said, 
you owe me that money that you took off that season to work on the marriage in which she was fornicating with her church husband. <laughs> God dang, bro. It's hard for you to win out here. All right, so now I'm ca caught up to the ones that um, came back. When I came back, I acknowledged them. And then I'll go to Golden Static. When will people understand that being a parent means your feelings don't matter anymore? People will gladly destroy their marriage for their own benefit while the kids live out of backpacks. This is true, too. We're down to the last couple on this screen. Speaking my mind, I think Dr. John writes soap operas on the side. Yes, he does. <laughs> Esteban Leon says a therapist broke up me and the girl I loved. Her therapist even had a message for me via my ex. It was like the therapist was in competition for who my ex should listen to. It's so true. All right. All right. So it's it's true. You guys got to watch out for therapists. So Brown310 said the shout out to the truckers. And uh, now I got Joden M. Hooper, CGA. Getting that waffling gump off the show. Oh, get this waffling go up gump off my show. He's boring me. Where the Kaylee's at? Let's show you Kaylee while I get to the last super chats on the screen. This was difficult for today. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always know it fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. Shout out to Getaway Sounds. Just joined the junior college and my inbox is already full filled up. Yes, it is. I told you that. That was one of the most craziest things that I've seen is the junior college get filled up like crazy. I was like, what? And some of these guys, some of these girls are double dipping, triple dipping. They got girlfriends. They're going on dates. They're getting hammered by Chad and they're over there getting your getting rent money from you. Wheelance says, God bless you, coach. Give up, give me a note. I need a reminder. Nope. There's your reminder for the day. Isaac Tay, you never own anything in the U.S. You can lease, though. Ah, oh, you're throwing away money. You're throwing away money. Um, well, yes, you are throwing away money, but I will tell you that uh the house that you buy today, say you buy a house in about 20, 30 years minimum, the neighborhood you bought the house in is gonna be run down. It's not going to be the prime neighborhood anymore, more than likely, unless you're buying million-dollar houses, right? The neighborhood you're buying your house in, that you're going you're gonna to be like the old people in the neighborhood, and then young people, like, it's going to get regentrified or gentrified. It's going to get redistricted, gerrymandered, redlined. And then what's going to do, it's going to, your housing value is going to go down. Most like, more than likely, it's going to do that. Very likely. And now you're not going to have, it's not going to be as valuable as you once had it. And then if you don't upgrade the properties, forget it. It's still, when I walk in the house and it smells like 1986 in there and the decor looks like 1993, the last time you remodeled it, <laughs> like, oh shit. All right. So that's what people don't do. And then they become prisoners of their home. They become prisoners of their home. And what will happen is a new influx of people will come in. A lot of people will move out. The new influx of people will be renters because the people who move out, they might not sell that house, but they'll keep that property 
and uh, they'll they'll become renter. They'll they'll, le- they'll lease them out, and then then eighty percent of the people in your neighborhood are renters, right? And it's just a mess. Yeah, and then you don't. Yeah, it's it's crazy. All right, the real insidious Evans. Shout out to you, Ray May in the building. We got you, brother. Thank you, sir. Greg Smith, shout out to the nasty boys. The nasty boys are in the building. I think I have a t-shirt coming out, but I got to be careful. I got to be careful because I can't. I got to be careful because nasty boys might be copyrighted. Copywritten. Who can't hear? I got to be. No, it's fine. Uh, Ray May says, bye-bye college tuition. She's throwing everyone under the bus. And, oh, okay, so they're going to create. She's going to create a debt. She's going to create a debt, college tuition gone. His whole plan of paying off the farm, paying off his kids' college is gone. Give me 24 hours. Coach, I, coach, I heard KS reference you twice on his stream on Wednesday. Keep speaking the truth. And shout out to him. So now I, I can no longer say he doesn't reference me. So if he referenced me. And uh, where is this one? Did I miss some? Monk mode masters, long-term relationships, cohabitation and marriage only last if the man bends the knee. You basically have to become a simp. Hit me with the price is wrong. This is the only way you make it work. I mean, most of the time, got well, you just gotta, you just gotta compromise. You compromise once, twice, 18 times later, you're compromising. Compromise, compromise, compromise. All right, I saw a super chat come up on the screen, but I didn't see it in the list let me see your boy scoot get some gas coach tgif salute coach gang i did see that one so for some reason it didn't pop up on my list what else did i miss that would be it all right so this stream is going to be heavily edited because of the two breakups and some personal information all right but we will have it back up later on in the day and there will be the timestamp game. We'll timestamp it so we can figure out how this thing actually worked out. All right. Appreciate you sticking around through all of this mess today. And uh, guess what? I'm probably going to work on my computer as well. Shout out to the coach gang. We out of here. Peace. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you.